Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Locked On Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today, the 25th game of the season for the Toronto Blue Jays. So going to deep dive some significant number 25s in Toronto Blue Jay history. And also, of course, going to get you set for this afternoon game. It's the series finale against the Chicago White Sox. How sweep it is. Fingers crossed on that one. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Craig Ballard. I am Locked On Blue Jays. I am thankful that you're choosing to spend part of your day talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. To some of the new subscribers, we, we see that the Locked On Blue Jay YouTube channel growing daily. I want to shout out, I see Jacqueline uh, Lignoski. Oh, sorry, Jacqueline, I'm probably butchering your last name, but I see you as a new subscriber and I thank you. Uh, Blue Thunder 73, Clarence Hung, uh, John Bernaski. So I certainly want to thank you guys and welcome you guys. Uh, Everydayers making Locked On Blue Jays their first podcast. Listen every day as well, wherever you get your your podcast and listen to your podcast. I see you and I absolutely thank you and appreciate you. want to remind you that every single day, of course, you can check out Blue Jay games on Sirius XM. Today, let's get set for, or at least in the first segment here, let's deep dive, let's get set for this series finale. Now, so far this season, Blue Jays just three and four in series finales have lost both series finales at home, 0-2 at Rogers so far, so (laughs) so hopefully these things are going to turn around. Uh, Blue Jays 35-28 and in day games last season, just 5-4 and so far this season. White Sox won't surprise you with their overall record. I mean, they're just off to an awful start this season, and Day games have been no exception. They're just 5-11 and 11 in day games so far this season. My goodness. Michael Kopik on the mound for the White Sox. Man, real enigma. You see, When you see this guy's stuff, you're going to say, holy moly, Jays are in tough tonight. Well, he's getting rocked. He's getting hit left, right, and center. He's 0-2 on the season. His ERA is just under 7. Wow. <laughs> Whit, uh, Whit Merrifield, who is hot, hopefully can stay hot. He's homered in his career off Copic. Danny Jansen has homered in his career off Copic. Uh, Santiago Espinal has homered in his career off Copic. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 0 for 3 with a pair of strikeouts. So hopefully that's going to turn around. But again, Copic really struggling right now. So wouldn't surprise me to see Vladdy get a hit or two against him. Now, just 20 and, and two-thirds innings pitched so far in 2023 for Michael Copic. Eight home runs allowed already. Pardon? 20 and two-thirds innings pitched eight home runs allowed and he's been an equal opportunity offender right lefties have four of those home runs righties have four of those home runs 14 walks now has 26 strikeouts right so he is a little over a strikeout per innings pitch as i say his stuff is is eye pop emoji to be totally honest with you 14 walks though man he's just not been able to put it together overall righties are hitting three 44. Again, I say, right? Wouldn't surprise me to see Vlad have a hit or two against Kopik today, right? He's hitting 344 so far this season against Michael Kopik. Wow. He's played, he's pitched three games before at Rogers Center. It's never gone well for him. In those three games, he's totaled four and a third innings pitch. He just keeps getting rocked. Four and a third innings pitch at Rogers Center, 10 runs on 12 hits. And we mentioned the amount of home runs he's allowed this season. Well, he's allowed three in those four and a third innings at Rogers Center. My goodness, come on, Jays, get those bats going today. Now, he pitched at, uh, at Rogers Center against the Blue Jays last season. Three innings in total, five runs, six hits, four walks. That was the game where Espinal and Jansen got their home run off him. Over career hasn't been uh, as good in day games as in night games, and this season has had three-day starts and absolutely hammered in all three. So a lot of cause for optimism tonight for this Blue Jays offense. Again, what are you going to see from Kopech? Good stuff. His stuff, man. 
High 90s fastball, and it's usually a good pitch for him, but it's been rocked so far this season. His usually very good slider is also getting hit uh, so far this season. It throws a changeup and a curve to lefties, but just like Clevenger, the, the curve has been hit by lefties. Michael, uh, Michael Kopech overall is a fly ball pitcher, pitching in these new dimensions at Rogers Center. Uh, Shy Sox just one and three in his starts this season. So, man, there's some glass half full material here, right? Well, man, we really should see a good game this afternoon from the Blue Jays offense. How good does it have to be? Because you say Kikuchi's on the mound and he's been limiting guys, right? He had one blow up start, but he's been very good overall this season. 3-0, 3.80 ERA. I mean, if I could lock that in right now, I know he won't you know, go without a loss the rest of the season, but if I could lock in 3.80 from Yusei Kikuchi out of that five spot right now, Congratulations, Blue Jays, on your World Series. I mean, let's put it that way. That He is off to a really good start. Again, had that one bad start uh, in, in Anaheim. It was the second start of the season. Now, take a look outside of that start. His other three starts. 17 innings pitched, 1.59 ERA. I was happy at 3.8. Imagine how I am at 1.59. I'm absolutely giddy. Four walks allowed in his other three starts and 14 strikeouts. Now, still allowing a home run per start, yes, but what have we seen from Kikuchi with those home runs this season? They've all been solo. They've been solo home runs. In the past, and very much like Jose Barrios, right, as a Blue Jay giving up those two and three run home runs. So in an instant, a crooked run inning, a crooked run number is put up on the board by the opponent. That hasn't, that, that's not been you say Kikuchi so far in 2023. Blue Jays have won all four of Kikuchi's starts. White Sox have faced five lefties so far this season, have beaten just two of them. Yasmani Grandal is one for one with a walk and a home run. So he's hit Kikuchi and locked on. White Sox has got us prepared all week for how good of a season that Grandal is having. Now, the rest of the White Sox batters, remember, you say Kikuchi's career ERA is over five. He hasn't done well against a lot of teams in, in, in his over the course of his career. He has done well against the Chicago White Sox. The rest of the White Sox are combined four for 25. It's a 160 batting average against you say, okay, we're seeing so much cause for optimism this afternoon, right? Kikuchi's fastball has been better. I will say he's had some bad luck with the fastball and his curve slider-ish, that new pitch that Kevin Gosman describes as a curve slider-ish that Kikuchi's throwing. It's having success. Now, truth be told, it's had some good luck, right? It's a little bit of a mixed bag, some bad luck with the fastball, some good luck with the curved sliderish pitch. But, but I mean, again, overall, the results have been very good for you, say Kikuchi. It, this is a day game. Now, the only day game he's pitched this season was at LA. It it, it was the absolute stinker. But career-wise, career-wise, you say, is usually much better in day games than road games. Now, coming up, we're joined by Locked on White Sox to further deep dive today's series finale and catch the finale on Sirius XM. But first, our new sponsor, So Rare. A so Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. So rare MLB game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three- to four-day cycle. So that's Monday to Thursday and then Friday to Sunday. At the end of the game week, so rare MLB managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which can include so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. 
Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com, to draft your team of, of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Now let's discuss some FanDuel. MLB is in full swing. MLB playoffs are in full swing. NHL playoffs, full swing. And at FanDuel, you can bet on everything from three-pointers made to money line winners to props to in-game bets. I mean, you name it. Make every moment more. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. So for the no-sweat first bet, what happens is you sign up. You make your first deposit of $10 or more, you place your bet, and you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win that bet. Bonus bets expire 14 days after the receipt, so plenty of time for you to use those. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays with Nick Morelski, Locked On White Sox. As we take a look at the Wednesday series finale, Blue Jays, White Sox. Now, Nick, real quick prediction here. We'll look at the pitching matchup, Kopech and Kikuchi, and I say, hey, that's Kopech and Kikuchi. That, I, I, I like the way that flows. That's fun to say, Kopech, Kopech and Kikuchi. But the I'm going to predict that the Blue Jays have won Monday's game against Lynn. Clevenger has beaten them on Tuesday. I'm going to predict, Nick, that this Wednesday game is the rubber match of the series. So what, what are you thinking? I like Kopech a lot. Um, you know, he's got such a lively arm. He came to the White Sox in the fall of 2016 from Boston for Chris Sale along with Yohan Moncada. This was supposed to be the crown jewel. This was supposed mm -hmm. to be the guy that was going to be anchoring our staff for many, many years. Uh, here we sit, 2023, still not knowing what kind of pitcher Michael Kopech is. Last year was his first full year in the starting rotation. Um, he was a bit on, a, on an innings limit, uh, you know, coming back from some injury. And, and it's all systems go right now for Kopech. Uh, we've seen some, uh, I wouldn't say he's put together, maybe one good start he put together um, on Easter in Pittsburgh that Sox had no offense whatsoever and his outing was was spoiled. But it hasn't really, we haven't seen him look comfortable terribly for an entire mm. game. He just has such great stuff. You know, if you could just put everything together, uh, limit the, the amount of pitches and, and, keep, and keep his head in there uh, with the pitch clock and everything, which I think some of our Sox pitchers are still trying to manage in terms wow. of pacing. Um, I, I, I like Kopech. I really do. But he, just like Lance Lynn, has got to limit the home runs. You know, he he sometimes gets into a habit of saying, I can throw 98 miles per hour. So I'm just going to throw it right down Main Street, and I'm going to see what happens. What happens is, is Major League hitting, good hitting, is going to take that pitch, and they're going to drive it. You know, you've got to mix things up. You've got to set up, uh, you know, hitters, even within at-bats and within a game, uh, so I'm looking for a different approach from Kopech. Uh, he has kind of been, um, you know, spinning his tires early in the game, and then he'll settle in, you know, after maybe the second inning. If I could see him getting hot right away, once he gets in a groove, I, he's, he can be unhittable. So hmm. what Kopech are you going to get is what was I'm wondering. So before Warren Blue Jays need, uh, fans yep. need to get to him early. And get it's to funny him you early. It's funny you mentioned about his, his mindset on the mound, because if you look at it, it's actually the – how do I put this? All due respect, the, the 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 fringe, maybe the secondary offensive players like Witt, Danny Jansen, Espinal, 
those are the Blue Jays that have homered off Kopech. So I think it's, it speaks to what you're saying, Nick. I can see Kopech with the with the mindset of, oh, Santiago Espinal, and he's just going to eat my 98-mile-an-hour fastball. And, but to, to your point, that's still a – is that a home traditional home run hitter? But it's a big league hitter. But it's a big league hitter. So if you're having that approach, big league hitters are on the big league level because they can do things with yep. these pitches. So very interesting uh, to hear that there. And, yeah, Kopech, one of those guys, when we were, we were talking on, on Monday's show – about boy, Nick. I mean, geez, I had such expectations for this White Sox team over these couple years. Kopech was was going to be the front of that rotation guy for that. So yeah, very surprising that Moncada has been the more productive player coming out of that trade than Kopech. But uh, and uh, on the on the other side of the of the coin, you say Kikuchi on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, White Sox two and three versus lefties this season. Uh, Grandal's done well. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've done well. One for one with a walk, mm. but it was a home run. So, so, so I'll give Grandal his props there. And, and you've been telling us this whole week, hey, listen, no need to look at Yasmani Grandal's stats. He, he's a much different hitter right now than than what his stats are showing. Craig, you, you've warned locked on Blue Jay fans, hey, you need to be careful with Yasmani Grandal in this series. Now, the rest of the White Sox against Yusei Kikuchi, because Yusei's not had a good career, but he's actually done well against the White Sox. The rest of the White Sox outside of Grandel, four for 25. That's a 160 batting average. What what can we look for in this game, Nick? The Sox have struggled against righties and lefties, yes, but uh, uh, you know, just two and three against lefties. What do, we, what do Blue Jay fans need to watch out for in this lineup? If the White Sox are going to jump up and, and, and bite Yusei Kikuchi, who's been doing good against lefties? The guy you need to watch out for is Jake Berger. And oh. you probably don't have a lot of experience. Not a lot of teams uh, you know, have seen Jake Berger. He has been a guy that has been in the system for a while, hasn't really been able to find a home as a natural third baseman, but has been blocked by Yohan Mankata. He has got a lot of power in his bat. I think he's got like five home runs already. Uh, he had three or four in the Baltimore series last weekend. Mm -hmm. He hits lefty pitching. Um, like that's his job, like to hit lefty pitching, which is why he's been kind of kept in the organization. Now he's getting a little bit better with righty pitching, but uh, I'm assuming Makata is not going to be back anytime soon. I think he's going to have to have a, a minor league rehab stint. So you'll, you should see Berger at third base, uh, you know, and, and he should be hitting against a lefty. So that's a guy not to sleep on. Got a lot of power in his bat. You want to look at exit velocity, uh, take a look at the top, uh, exit velocity, at least in the American League, and you'll see Jake Berger's name on that, you know, top five, top six list. Nick, you just expanded the trade. So now, because the Blue Jays just brought in uh, Jordan Luplau to try him against lefties, it did not work out. He's already been sent back down to AAA. Now they they managed him horribly, you know, in, in fairness to Luplau. But now you've just expanded the trade. So now I want Tim Anderson, I want Hendricks, and I want Berger at the trade deadline. And as well, I don't mind Berger doing well because for some reason I got a lot of his rookie cards too, Nick. For yeah. some, for, for some <laughs> odd reason, so I wouldn't mind wouldn't mind that either. Wow, that's awesome. Coming up on Lockdown Blue Jays, since today is game number twenty five, let's look at some significant number twenty fives in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history. Now, right now, I wanted to mention that Pro Baseball GM is one of the coolest games I've played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a great major league general manager, and as it turns out, not all that easy. If you've had that same thought and have fantasized about managing your own franchise, go and download Pro Baseball GM immediately. This game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managed through difficult personalities and injuries, navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season, all in a challenging and realistic game world. 
Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free to play. It's playable offline, so you play on the go as you want, when you want. Locked On Blue Jays listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store, so make sure to check that out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up at the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Again, today being game number 25 in Toronto Blue Jay history, so I thought we'd deep dive some significant number 25s in Toronto Blue Jay history. Now, Carlos Delgado wore number 25 for the Blue Jays. He won't be part of this, right? Delgado has his own massive place in Toronto Blue Jay history, right? He'll, he'll need his own segment, uh, maybe even his own throwback Thursday day one of these days as well. There's just so much to deep dive with the absolute gem that was Carlos Delgado. We'll start with the first number 25, the the original number 25 in Toronto Blue Jay history. That was Doug Alt. So Doug Alt was on that first Blue Jay team in 1977, ironically playing the Chicago White Sox, right? Today's opponent. This whole series opponent in Toronto. That game was, of course, in Toronto. And in the bottom of the first inning, it was snowing, right? Remember that? Oh, my gosh. But the Blue Jays start and they start their franchise in the bottom of the first inning with strikeout, strikeout. Then Doug Alt comes to the plate as the third batter in Toronto Blue Jay history. Hits the first home run in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history. Wow. Wow. History made <clears throat> history made right out the gate. And, and so typical of the start for a, for a expansion franchise, right? Strikeout, strikeout. But then Doug Alt was the hero that day. Want to mention number 25, which is also worn by Roy Lee Jackson. Now, Roy Lee Jackson was a very was a real character, a, a reliever that the Blue Jays had in, in the in the early 80s. Now, you remember this season's season opener in St. Louis? It was a huge surprise. All of a sudden, Adam Wainwright, who was in the lineup, you know, along the line, opening day, right? All the players are in the line on the on the foul line or are lined up on the foul line getting introduced. And all of a sudden, Adam Wainwright steps out of that line, comes to the mic because he's the singer of the national anthem, right? Remember, everyone went crazy for that. Well, I loved it, too. Don't get me wrong. But Roy Jackson's one of the originators of that. He was a Toronto Blue Jay reliever. And in 1983, he sung the national anthems, plural, right? Canada and U.S., of course, in our scenario. And so Roy Lee Jackson wanted to shout him out because everybody was loving that Adam Wainwright did it. I did, too. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come down on that. I don't I don't want to poo-poo that. It, it was awesome. But let's remember Roy Lee Jackson was one of the first to do that. Now, one of the most significant number 25s in Toronto Blue Jay history was worn by Devon White. Devo, five seasons with the Blue Jays, one gold glove every single one of those seasons. Is that good? Holy moly. He was the leadoff hitter with the Blue Jays. You remember that famous Whamco lineup, especially in 93. Whamco was white, Alomar, Mulliter, Carter, and Allerud. Wow. Remember at the trade deadline, Ricky Henderson would be introduced to that group. Wow. Again, you can see how they won in 93. But I want to take it back to game three of the 1992 World Series, because, of course, Devo was part of both Blue Jay World Series teams. Game tied at four. Sorry, top of the fourth inning. Game is tied 0-0. Series is tied 1-1. Juan Guzman and Steve Avery locked in a pitcher's duel. This game's at the Rogers Center. It's the first game back. First two were in Atlanta. Top of the fourth inning, 0-0. Deion Sanders leadoff base hit. Terry Singleton, next batter, base hit. Oh, boy, two on, nobody out. And then against a Guzman. And then David Justice absolutely rocks one to straightaway center field. Devon White. The path he stays so far to go to this ball, just an absolutely insanely good catch. Jerry Howarth actually uh, describes it in, in real time as as he jumps, he picks it off the wall. And when when Howarth was describing it later on, he would describe it as a miraculous catch. I mean, 
and, and none of that was hyperbole, man. Jerry was right. This was an incredible, incredible catch. So Devo somehow makes this catch for the first down. How? If you've seen the replay, you know. If you haven't seen it, please go back and watch that. You're, how the heck did he just make that catch? My goodness. Now he turns. Of course, he throws it to the cutoff man. The cutoff man relays it back to first base to double up Terry Pendleton. So that's two outs. Now, ironically, during the play, Pendleton never thought in a million years that, that Devo even had a chance to make this. So he was just running full blast. Deion Sanders saw that Devo might have a chance to make a play. So he stopped to, to, to watch it unfold. So Pendleton actually passes Deion Sanders. So ironically, Pendleton was already out by rule for passing Deion Sanders. Then the throw comes to third base to Kelly Gruber now because they've got Deion Sanders hung up between second and third base. Now, Gruber does do the right thing. In a rundown, you're supposed to end up, you know, make sure you run the runner back to the base they came from. So even if you screw up the rundown, you're, you're no further behind, you're no further ahead. There was a time during the rundown where if Gruber had thrown it to Manny Lee, Manny Lee was right there to apply the tag. But, but again, can't come down on Gruber for this. And Gruber hustling, hustling, hustling. Now it's a foot race between Gruber and Deion Sanders back to second base. Last second, Gruber lunges out to tag Deion Sanders. The umpire, second base umpire, is right on top of it and somehow throws up the two arms he's safe wow now this of course is significant i mean this is decades before instant replay so th there was no challenge the challenge would have been one of the easier challenges in baseball history it was crystal clear and again the ump right on top of it i don't know how the ump missed it but it is crystal clear that as gruber lunged he did make the tag to uh, on deon sanders's foot it should have been an historic world series triple play and I mean, that, that's that's the historic significance of it. Not for nothing here, but how about for the 1992 World Series significant? That was massive. Remember, this this series is tied one all. That If Devo doesn't make that catch, two would have scored. It'd be 2 nothing Atlanta, at least a man on second, if not third, none out. So not only are two runs, not only is a crooked run on the board, but Hotlanta still... Uh, still threatening for, for more that inning. Things could have gotten really wonky in that game. Blue Jays would go on to win that game three to two. So again, you see the significance of those runs scoring. My goodness, if they don't, if that doesn't happen and the Blue Jays don't win that game, that catch, that triple play that should have been doesn't happen. If the Blue Jays don't go on to win that game, because remember the Blue Jays would win game four. Now they're up three games to one. Now they've got a stranglehold. They're, they're, that team, they're not, they're not going to relinquish. They've pretty much won the World Series at that point. They lost game one, so they had to come back. In the series, they had to come. They were down late in game two, had to come back to win that game. They were down late in this game, game three, had to come back to win that game. And all of a sudden, put themselves in a position where if they win game four, they've got a stranglehold. They've been playing catch up this whole World Series. All of a sudden, they put themselves in a position in game four. If they get that win, stranglehold on the World Series. That's exactly what happened. And that was all set in motion by this absolutely incredible catch by Devo, by, by Devon White. That's a wrap for today's Locked On Blue Jays. Locked On Blue Jays is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Keep it locked on, locked on, and check out Locked On MLB for today's episode as well. And be sure to tune in tomorrow. It is a Blue Jays off day, but of course it's Throwback Thursday, so plenty of great stories about your Toronto Blue Jays. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Bonus, bonus coverage here. For those of you taking this in, you know, audio as the podcast, I'm not sure how much you'll get from this, but from those of you who are watching this on YouTube, I did want to chime in here because I've just had such great experiences. Now, Game Time, the Game Time app, it's, it's a ticket buying app. It is one of the sponsors here on Locked On Blue Jays, so I've been trying it. I am never the one that you're going to have some sort of technical question or something along those lines. And you think, you know, who I'm going to call, you know, what I'm going to ask Craig Ballard, 
Uh, Craig Ballard doesn't know. I'm, I'm a nightmare with things like this. So I wanted to just make this quick addition to today's episode just to shout out Game Time because this is now twice I've used that app to buy tickets for Blue Jay games this season. I went to that Saturday Tampa Bay game and I went to the Monday Chicago game. I just wanted to say both times it was seamless. It was effortless. It was so easy. Got the exact tickets I wanted at very good prices. They've got this feature on the website called all-in pricing. So it gives you the price with everything included. The service charges, the taxes, you name it, all of it included. You can have your prices in U.S. or Canadian. I've just found it really easy to use. You get the tickets, you walk right into the door, you scan it. I mean, not that easy, Craig. Yeah, that easy. It allowed me, because the first experience at that Saturday Tampa game was so awesome, I was off from work on Monday, decided, you know what? I'm going to use the Game Time app again and go down. Bought this little beauty right here, this Blue Jay chain, new new, new pride and joy, right? New prize position right there. But it was also that Jordan Romano and Danny Jansen bobblehead day. So thanks to the Game Time app being so user-friendly, again, I need that. If you're like me, check out this app, the Game Time. And it's for concerts, uh, uh, movies, you, you name it, in your area. But I just couldn't recommend it more so easy to use. It led to some great times for me. So I just wanted to shout them out.